Rose 5K Taxi Tour, coming to you live from Wellington. Yes, welcome along to the show. Jono and Ben with you coming out of Wellington this afternoon. Yeah, and uh, World of Wearable Arts, Bucket Fountain, have a look at Te Papa and other local references. <laughs> it's great to be here. The Taxi Tour, we started uh, on Saturday. Uh, getting our brosé wine out to the people. We gave $5,000 to a taxi driver header. Uh, and we said when that money runs out on the meter, the tour ends. Have we run out of money? Well, well, if you haven't been checking social media, you'll find out very shortly. Uh, but we want to introduce you to Wellington, the capital. Very important city. We welcome the Brose Wine $5,000 Taxi Tour to Wellington, population 398,000. There's plenty to see and do in the capital city. Just make sure you pack a windbreaker. If you like politics or insect nest-shaped buildings, how about a trip to the Beehive, home of Jacinda, Winnie and the people your parents probably hate. If fountains and buckets are your thing, then a visit to the famous Bucket Fountain will not disappoint. Watch in awe as water is dumped from colourful bucket to colourful bucket. It's always buckets of fun. Maybe you like being blown by wind. Then Windy Wellington is the city for you. Check out the numerous wind wands and marvel at the Wellingwood sign that is half blown away. So welcome, NZ, to Wellington City, the most important city in New Zealand. John O'Ben and Sharon. The Edge. We uh, got a taxi on Saturday in Auckland and uh, we're headed south down the country to see how far $5,000 would take us. I've taken only one pair of underpants away and, as I keep saying, a heroic tale of one individual who has survived the week in the same pair of underwear. I feel like I've worked hard this week, but no one's worked harder than your pair of underpants. No, listen, <laughs> I think we should all take a moment to... Appreciate my underpants. I have been appreciating a lot of your underpants in the confines of the cab. Uh, but a lot of people wondering how far the $5,000 was going to take us. We didn't quite go in a straight line, did we? we no, sort of... we zigzagged. We had filming commitments and a whirlwind promotional tour, Ben. And he Shaking our... hands, kissing babies. And Hitter, our, t- our taxi driver, w- refused to turn the taxi meter off overnight, mm. claiming that's how it works, and I guess that's how it works. Yep, so uh, this happened. Yes. $4,998. <laughs> oh, that would have been a lot better for in unison. Yeah. Anyway, the $5,000 is almost... It's up! It's up! It's up. It's up. It's up. Oh, that's it. Stop the car. Stop. Do we have to stop here? Like, can we stop somewhere like... This, uh, that was the deal with the tour, wasn't it? Yeah. $5,000, then get out of the car. Yeah. How, how are we paying for this? Oh, you'd like to pay. <laughs> Now's when we do a run of well, I wouldn't like to pay, but... <laughs> okay, so let's go. Before we end this thing, here to highlight. One highlight. One highlight. Uh, the best one will be the burnout competition. Okay. Oh, when we got booed out of Hamilton. But still, see, I got a chance to get on the, you know, burnout pit, so that was amazing. He got on the burnout pad and did uh, a textbook three-point turn. We got booed out of there. We did. Um, so we've been on the road for uh, six six days? Yeah. Six yeah. days on the road. We've spent $5,000 in the cab. Who's your favourite? John, O'Ben and Sharon. Sharon. Oh. Get <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Okay, okay. all right. It's been fun. It's been nice to meet you. Yeah, same, same see thing. you, buddy. Right. Okay. Yeah, see you at the, at the Jazzy B concert. Yeah, right. of course, yeah. yeah. We love Jazzy B. Yeah. One more. Boys on the road. The boys on the road. Just hit her. The boys on the road. The boys on the road. And with that, the taxi tour in some weird suburban street in Lower Hutt <laughs> is done. See you, Hitter. How are we getting home? I don't know. I'll see you back in Auckland. Okay, okay. mate. <laughs> Should I call a cab? Ha, ha, ha.
There we go. Lower hut is where it ended. And um, it was quite a walk. Like, I thought maybe he'd drop us off near a bus stop, a train station, maybe near the airport. He stuck to the rules. He does. You can, you can say what you want about him. He stuck to the rules. He's like, when the 5,000's up on the meter, you're out of here. Uh, so, I went under the edge. We were stuck for quite a long time in Lower Hut today. But thankfully, uh, we had a television crew who had a whole bunch of cars <laughs> who could drop us in town. Um, so, I went under the edge. The best place you've been stuck. Chang's saying that um, Hedda, the taxi driver, has actually phoned up. Hedda! The taxi driver phoning through. Same guy who left us on the side of the road in Lower Hutt today. <laughs> yeah, sorry for that, man. I, I, I had to get some air there. Where did you have to get? <laughs> and if, we won't get into this now. How can we help you? What are you, what are you phoning up for, mate? You miss us. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, you know, tell you guys, um, I got stuck with um, two guys for six days. Oh, you're ringing up to say, where have you been stuck? And you got stuck with two guys for six days. Hey, you got yeah, stuck two with two... average comedians, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's really come out of his shell over the last few days. Just... <laughs> okay, Hedda, well, hey, thank you for your call. Appreciate you driving back to Auckland now? No, tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Oh, you right. enjoy a lovely night, whatever you're doing without us. Um, yeah, um... you do, buddy. You do, mate. Okay, thanks for that, Zinger. Thank you very much, Hedda, the cab driver. No worries. Megan, it's good to have you on 0800 The Edge. Where did you get stuck? Um, so it's just out of Christchurch. Um, we've just been camping for the weekend and it's an off-road track. So we thought we would take off-road into the extreme and ride out our vehicle. Mm-hmm. And what, um, it got stuck in, stuck in the mud? Oh, not only did it get stuck, but we rode off the engine completely. Oh, jeez. No cell phone service. Um, we found a lovely farmer and we waited five hours for a tow truck. Oh, my. now oh. there's some point too when you get into survival mode. At what stage did you drink your own urine? <laughs> <laughs> no, we had plenty of food. Okay, good. Um, and the dog did not care. Oh, the dog didn't mind? Well, dogs don't care. No. Don't, they don't care. They, they just roll with the punches, dogs, don't they? Hey, thank you very much for your call. A lot of texts come in. I managed to lock myself in the cupboard at our flat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, how does that work? No, I'm not going to ask for details. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's someone who locked themselves in the chiller. They work in a liquor store. Got locked oh. in the chiller for three hours. Jeez. That's all I have to say about that. Jeez. Jeez. Great banter, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we continue on our broadcast live from Wellington tonight. We're going to be at the supermarket doing some taste testings in Wellington. Don't ask me what supermarket. I'm just go to the supermarket. <laughs> we might be there. Jono, Ben and Sharon. There was a lot of drama today and it was all started by... I'll, I'll put my hand up and say well, I'm responsible. Great, because it was your fault. <laughs> so we were going to prank Hedda, the taxi driver, when we were in Martinborough and thinking that his car had been replaced by a horse and cart. Now, in order for this to come off, days of meticulous planning had gone into this. There were four meetings. I attended four meetings. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. There was late-night planning sessions behind Hedda's back to keep it all a secret. We're up till, you know, sometimes I wasn't up to, but other people are up to like <laughs> Andy, one, our director, yeah. Up to 1.30 in the morning. Now, Andy, the director, he sends out the note this morning, John Owen B. Don't F this up. Hmm. One thing we had to do, don't F this up. And he pinpointed me. He said, Jono. Well, you had a responsibility, not yeah. me. Jono, don't go rogue or it'll throw the whole thing out. Then he went into a lot more detail for the camera yeah. crew and other people. They had, they had more important jobs than you, Jono. But... So there's a lot of time and money invested in this. So the prank gets underway. 
I'm meant to go out, get Hedda's keys and do something. I end up doing that, but I come back in too early. Apparently, I was meant to wait out there for the horse and cart to arrive. So the horse and cart hadn't even arrived. No. It so hadn't replaced his cab, but you come back inside. I come back inside, and there's a look of panic on Andy, <laughs> our director's face. He's like looking at me like, you're not meant to be back here. And so at that point, Hedda goes out. So he shouldn't go out. He's not meant to go out yet because he's meant to go out when the horse and cart is there and go, oh, where's my car? There's a horse and cart there. He goes out. To see a uh, horse and cart... Just going past. Just going yeah, past. He's just, he's just going past. <laughs> His cab still there, parked comfortably. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay, it was it was panic stations. You'd screwed up the prank. Yeah, so Andy, the director, hasn't spoken to me since. I Ten- found it hilarious. Tensions were at an all-time high. And, you know, there'd been a lot of planning and money spent on this. So we're not going to call Andy. We're going to call Kyle because Andy won't answer our call. Uh, Kyle we work with, so hopefully Kyle will be able to pass the phone over. Frosty day. Very frosty day. Mm. I thought it was cold in Wellington. <laughs> tell you what, nothing compared to the cold shoulder I've had from Andy all day. I even bought him some apology gifts for BP. Hello. Kyle, John and Ben, mate. Is hey. Andy around? Yeah, Andy's around. Is Andy talking to me yet? Uh, Andy's not talking to you guys. But, no, um, no. Can, but will he talk to on. us on the radio? Andy, will you talk to John and Ben on the radio? Now. Oh. Oh, he's still yeah, he's just got his hands in his head. I'll, uh, I'll pass him over. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> the bloody Anne between our names, John and Ben. I know, it ties what? us together. <laughs> Andy. Yeah? Is it too late now to say sorry? <laughs> Don't ring up with shit song throats to me. <laughs> Is it too late now to say sorry because I'm missing more than just your body? <laughs> Hey, Andy, I'm, I th- I'm eating wings. What do you want? Well, we just well, Jono wants to apologise. I want to, to apologise, and I want to say, you know, and I think I said it when I bought you stuff from BP, <laughs> apology gifts in the form of you a happy birthday, a can of spaghetti, <laughs> and a can, and a can and a of birthday card. Not a wide range of apology <laughs> gifts yeah, at yeah. BP. The thought that counts. Okay, so I'd like to make it public that I am sorry for what happened. Is that all? <laughs> Is that all? A lot of people may have been at fault, mostly Jono, but hey, I think what we got out of it was a great learning experience and a great funny prank that didn't quite happen how we wanted, but even better coverage. What do you think? I think my wings are getting cold. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's still, still okay. a bit frosty. Okay, okay Andy, we'll leave you there. Okay. okay. I think we should have a breather a couple of days apart. Okay? <laughs> we'll come back bigger and stronger next week, my friend. Real He's gone. There he goes. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Okay, not, not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph's in next with Scandal uh, and uh, the leading the Scandal news. And news, Jono may be looking for a new job. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. I've got a dispute. Okay, so I was at a shop yesterday and um, I purchased something. Okay. Okay. It was a filled roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you with me? <laughs> yeah. Are you with me on this journey? So, so far, far? not hard to understand. <laughs> so I get up to the counter. At this bakery. I feel like you're going in quite a lot of details. Okay, but anyway. so they're like, the filled roll will be $3.20. Now, I only had $3. Okay? Okay. <laughs> so I had I, cash. Cash. $3. I'm to care less and less about the story the more you pause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to add drama to it with the pause. Okay. So I hand over my $3 and I was like, oh, I don't have any more uh, coins for the $3.20. She's like, that's all right. We use FPOS. I was like, oh, great answer. Yeah. But then I'm like, mm. What do you mean, mm? It's $3.20. Yeah. What's she trying to give her $3 for? It was 21. She, she charged me 21 cents on FPOS. I had to put my FPOS card through for 21 cents. Why don't you just pay the that whole... Not, that's unusual, surely. 
Well, I if I was making the filled sandwiches, I'd be like, take it, mate. Take it. I don't care. But she can't do that. She can do that to you. She's going to do that to everyone. Three dollars twenty. They've obviously they've worked out their profit margins. No, this margins. is a tight ass speaking here. They've worked out their profit margins. They've worked out their thing. They're like this roll, three dollars twenty. And if you don't, what you pay? Has anyone paid any less on the FPOS card? Any less than twenty one cents? Why don't you just pay the whole thing on FPOS and keep the three dollars? No, because whenever I've got change in my pocket, it always falls out. Okay, it always falls. So you pay twenty one cents on FPOS. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll throw it out there. I'll under the edge. Has anyone paid any less on FPOS? <laughs> Surely not. And or oh, oh, the most you've ever paid on FPOS? I'd like to know that. So, have oh. you like have you bought a whole house on FPOS? Oh yeah. Like actually not on you know like through the bank you had a whole lot. Oh, Marcus Chang saying Marcus Lush. Oh, I think we've spoken about that. Marcus Lush, the radio host, went in for Cargill. Well, that's a rumour, right? Yeah, and Bluff bought his whole house with an FOS card. Oh, okay. Well, Marcus Lush, if you're listening, I went under the edge. John O'Ben and Sharon. The edge. We're broadcasting out of Wellington today. Yeah, do you know we are using Polly and Grant's microphones? I know. They got taken in here. Like broadcasting legends, Polly and Grant. We're, we're using their microphones. We've already got a better show for that. <laughs> I think so. This will probably be... The worst things that have ever been spoken into these microphones <laughs> this afternoon. I, and I apologise to Polly Gugrat. Uh, they're probably going to get on air tomorrow and just smell the smell the rubbish that's been spoken <laughs> into this thing. Our desperation. Um, but something that I have noticed, and I think we've talked about this before. Producer Dan, stop me if I'm wrong uh, about Jono. Um, he loves to he loves to bandy around a phrase, uh, a bloody legend, doesn't he? Oh man, like he'll you, you do anything. You could. Fart, and he'll go bloody legend. <laughs> yeah, I did. You are a bloody legend, Dan. Thanks for that comment, man. Like emails uh, in life, someone hands yeah. him a car key, someone go, you drop something, picks up. Oh, bloody legend, yeah. mate! You're a bloody legend, mate. <laughs> like I think, like it's. Have we lo- spoken about this this week? It's, yeah, I think we have yeah. spoken well, about this. Who doesn't like being called a bloody legend? Well, no, it's a lovely yeah. thing, but I think you know, like there's legendary things, and there are things that are nice. Well, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Oh, hey, thanks for yeah. that. That was great. <laughs> You're a bloody legend, mate. Well, it's lovely. I feel like you've already peeled me out on this this week. No, it's a lovely, a lovely thing. Well, no, we're going to take it one step further. And we, we're creating a new segment for the show called Jono's Bloody Legend of the Week. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> so now you get to decide. People call I went under the edge and they say whatever it is. But we're looking for real small things. We're oh, not looking for... I'll pretend to be a caller. Okay. Okay. Hello, uh, the edge. Hi, guys. I um, parallel parked my car today. And then Jono would say... Oh, you're a bloody legend, mate. <laughs> and you'd be Jono's bloody legend of the week. <laughs> bloody legend of the week. Okay. So if you want to get on radio and say whatever it is that you've done, just really small, you know, small, but but enough to impress Jono for the bloody legend of the week. For example, uh, you know, when you're photocopying stuff, mm? you never know which way to face the thing, whether you face it up or down. Well, okay, sure. <laughs> I think you do. But anyway, if you work it out, you're a... Yeah, bloody legend. <laughs> bloody legend. Uh, you know when you go into the petrol station <laughs> yep. and you're always in your head, you're like, I'm never going to swipe my FPOS card the correct way. If you do it right. Bloody legend, mate. <laughs> I under the edge. Let's see that right now. John O'Ben and Sharon. The edge. Okay, let's go to the phones. I under the edge. What did you do, bloody legend? Built myself a house. Bloody legend. That's actually impressive. You built a house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, for this competition, I was I hammered a nail into a piece of wood. Then you bloody would've... legend, mate. <laughs> so you've, bloody legend. you've actually done something quite legendary. So good on you. How long did it take you to build the house, Sam? Uh, it took me four and a half hours because it was only a playhouse. 
Oh, <laughs> bloody legend. That's the legendary bloody thing. Legend. That's what we wanted. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, well, you're the bloody legend of the and week, he, And he got us good. Yeah. So, again, bloody legend, yeah. mate. 0800 The bloody Edge. Legend. Good on you, you bloody legend. 0800 The Edge, why are you a bloody legend? I got my braces today. Got your braces? What a bloody legend. <laughs> bloody legend of the week. What's your name? Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn, well done. Next caller, Chang. <laughs> I can't believe we've got so many legends listening to this show. That's Man, all we we're have. lucky. What's that? What's that? Sorry, Chang, come that's, on the radio. That's all we have. Well, there was enough legend for me. Hey, Chang, did you take that phone call before? Uh, which one? With the one just before, when Brooklyn rang up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody legend. <laughs> bloody legend. Oh, what the hell? You're, you're one of our bloody legends of the week too, Jack. She was, we're lucky. We're the luckiest radio show in New Zealand to have all these legends of this thing. Jono, Ben and Sharon. So, um, listen, what I have noticed along the way is there's some really interesting roadside tourist attractions in this country. So we want to get to, if you've been to a really interesting roadside tourist attraction, uh, not necessarily in New Zealand, could be anywhere in the world. Ben, I know uh, we've spoken about it before. You once went to uh, Mexico and saw a donkey painted like a zebra. Yeah, it disturbed me. Yeah. Um, so if you've seen anything like that, we wanted you to call 0800 The Edge because yesterday we swung into the Ekatahuna Cheese and Model Railway Museum. Yeah, they've got both. They've got the model railway, a very impressive. Who model doesn't railway. love model railways? And if you, and who doesn't love cheese? Well, if you love those, both those things, which you do, well, this is the place maybe for you. Maybe if you're a lactose intolerant person who suffered a train crash, you might not want to go there. <laughs> yeah, maybe might bring back ha- haunting memories uh, and, and and wreak havoc with your digestive system. But we went along there and we saw uh, Colin, who uh, he ran the uh, model train department. And, jeez, uh, he loved trains, didn't he? He was a big train guy. He was an enthusiast, oh, well, as yeah. you would be if you had such an impressive model train set. I'm not such a train person, but yeah. I did tell a story about how to... Fr- I did tell Colin a story about how my friend lost his virginity on a train. Which I don't think he appreciated. And then his <laughs> wife, Biddy, she's the cheese lady. Yeah. So she milks the cows with her hands and then turns that milk into cheese. Now, royalty have actually had her cheese before. They, yeah. uh, this cheese has been given to, like, the princes. and uh, Prince William's also, nibbled on Biddy's cheese. Yeah, so, um, but we also got to make um, butter, and we had we had some issues making butter. Yeah, keeping, we, keep, well, there was a lot of stuff going around, wasn't there? there yeah. A lot of things being said that made us laugh. Have a listen. Bold, bold bash. bash. Have a go at bold and bashing. Bold. Yep. Bash. bash. You know what I'm thinking about? <laughs> Some slippery snake who keeps leaving the meter on. <laughs> <laughs> How much beating do we do? You actually beat it quite a lot. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Is there a camera in my hotel room? It might have been a GoPro in your hotel room last night. Oh, God. Night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. <laughs> a comical way to tell you. We thought this was work. Well, I had one of them. Oh, thanks, not actually a cheese factory. <laughs> Roll the footage. <laughs> <laughs> Is it done? It doesn't matter how you beat it. You're still doing the job. That's what I've always said. Okay, all right. So much in your window. So there you go. Who knew? Uh, who knew beating butter and getting that into shape had uh, <laughs> so, another, so many layers to it? <laughs> so I went under the edge. That was you know, one of the more uh, specific tourist attractions that we've visited: cheese 
and model trains and also a bit of butter on the side, which they <laughs> yeah. didn't advertise. That was an extra. Got that for, for no extra cost. Yeah. Uh, beating butter. So 0800 each. The best tourist attractions, the craziest tourist attractions you've visited overseas. What have here. you done? Well, I'd love to hear from you this afternoon. 0800 The Edge is the phone number or 3343 on the text. John O'Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Caroline, kick this off. Where did you, uh, where did you go to? Uh, in Taiwan, in Taipei, a toilet cafe. A toilet cafe? How, this would be your worst nightmare. How does this work? Uh, so, quite literally, it's style bathroom, and you sit on toilet seats, and you eat food out of toilet containers that look like things that toilets. So, hang on. But, so, to, but people aren't going to the bathroom, though. They're just seats that they're sitting on. That's correct. Yeah, oh, that's slightly better. I mean, the council's going in there, and that's definitely getting a, an E grading in the, the toilet cafe. That's yes. an odd theme. This, they have cat cafes as well, with cats just wandering around too while you're eating. T- I think there's one in uh, Auckland. Yeah, yeah. There is. You go along, pack cats. Probably not good things to combine. Cats and food or toilets and food? Toilets and cats. No, it's toilets, toilets and cats. And food, probably. No, why don't you have a toilet <laughs> cat cafe? Well, that, that could be a new thing, Where well, your cat can go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Why someone didn't think of that, I have no idea. Uh, thank you, Caroline. Really appreciate that. Someone's texting 3343. Uh, I went to a church in the Czech Republic that ho- had over 100 naturally mummified monks. Wow. Very, very specific. The Museum of Torture in Prague. Someone's texting to, uh, I went to the Spoon Museum. Uh, just <laughs> in the middle of the South Island Old Museum of Spoons Okay, I don't think the design of the spoon has changed too much over the years Oh, so. but various types of spoons oh, You get plastic spoons no, they, You get those little spoons with the little the things at the oh, top Oh, like teaspoons Souvenir yeah. spoons So they went to the Spoon Museum <laughs> And they said it was well worth the dollar fifty they paid for the entry fee Not to be confused with the other Spoon Museum Where you just lie on the ground and someone lies behind you <laughs> I think you pay extra for that. That's very comforting. John Ben and Sharon. We're on the $5,000 taxi tour. We uh, hired a taxi on Saturday in Auckland to see how far down the country we'd get for $5,000. It ran out yeah. just out of Wellington today. We zigzagged all over the country, yeah. um, but five grand is gone. It is, and uh, the, the reason for it, too, we're taking our Brose wine on tour. And last night, the, uh, the Brose wine... Uh, went and toured the Kutapuni Sports Bar in TAB uh, in Masterton. My hometown. Yeah. It was a battler pub, that one, wasn't it? It was fun at the, uh, the battler pub. They had a quiz night. Um, so we had to get up on stage before the quiz night and welcome everyone along and say we're here with the brose. But you had a wee surprise for me, didn't you? Yes. Uh, your dad, Kevin Boyce, made a surprise cameo in your hometown. Kevin Boyce. Is in the Kirapuni Sports Bar and TAB Gambling Addiction Centre, and he's brought his guitar because Kevin Boyce, when Ben was just three years old, wrote a song about him, and we want the whole club to sing along. Okay, here we go. Take it away, Kev. We love Benjamin Boyce. He's a lovely boy, and he has a fine voice. Not really. We love. Benjamin Boyce, he's a lovely boy and he is our choice. Try that. We love Benjamin Boyce, he's a lovely boy and he has a fine voice. We love Benjamin Boyce, he's a lovely boy and he is a fine voice. Thanks, John. I love lovely gesture. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Just like the, 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 some of the people in the bar singing that song. 
amazing. The battlers singing away. It was. Um, it was. Yeah. Oh, it was there was a guy with four missing teeth. He came up to me at the end. He's like, "Bloody good sing along, mate. <laughs> Bloody good sing along. Should have more sing alongs." Humiliating experience for me, but the pub loved it. So. Well, I don't think the humiliation stops there, Ben. I think we can get a bigger and better sing along. What? Oh, eight hundred. No, what I want to do is the nationwide Benjamin Boyce sing along. The words are simple. No, Dan, the words are complicated. Producer Dan, you can sing with me. We love. Benjamin Boyce, he's a lovely boy and he has a fine voice. We love Benjamin Boyce, he's a lovely boy and he is our choice. So those are the words. Okay, that's enough. The that's enough. Under the edge. We'll see if we can get people right across Aotearoa singing no. this song. Give us a call now. John, Ben, and Sharon. The edge. Another surprise for you, Ben. What? The whole office has come oh, into no, the studio in Auckland while we're in Wellington. You can't stop them. For the biggest we love oh, Benjamin no, Boyce no. sing-along New Zealand has ever seen on a one, two, one, two, three. We love Benjamin Boyce. He's a lovely boy and he's got a fine voice. We love Benjamin Boyce. He's a lovely boy and he is our choice. With so much enthusiasm, what a lovely gesture, guys. Thank you so much. I Time especially love Benjamin Boyce. Hello, Ben. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, random boys. <laughs> Jono, Ben and Sharon. Edge.